0: You're listening to The Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Baylis from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Really excited today because we're joined by Trudy Dempsey. And before we introduce Trudy and talk to her about all her courses that I know you guys have been hearing me talk about over the last few weeks because i've just finished i think it was a seven week course an online course with Trudy but also Trudy visits me weekly and we do lots of training with rum i want to hand over to Trudy and ask Trudy about how she her journey with positive reinforcement started and how she got to be where she is and what she's doing at the moment and i know that Trudy also has a lot of really exciting courses coming up which you guys really need to jump on the bandwagon and get in on because this podcast is called The Dempsey is in the Detail for a reason. <laughs> because Judy is really really super good at detail. Uh, Hi Becky and hi Kate thanks for having
1: me on the podcast it's really nice to be on this end of the questions for a change although I'm a little daunted because you guys always sound like you're having so much fun when you're recording. Um, Yeah um, I do like the detail in people's training and I am a bit of a nitpicker but mainly because I see the value it gives to people when I helped them with those things. Uh, it wasn't always like that. You know, when I started, which is a very, very long time ago, because I'm that old. Um, I started first with my dog and I had no idea. You know, when people say they're crossover trainers, especially dog trainers, I-, I had no idea how you trained a dog. We had dogs like growing up. We never trained them. They just did everything. They just came with us and they weren't a the problem. And then we had two Jack Russells. And then we had, I think, four, three or four puppies and we kept one of them. And oh, my goodness, I was not going to go through three Jack Russells and no training. So I took this is before my daughter was born. So twenty three, four years ago, I took the puppy off to training. And incredibly, that long ago in Luton, of all places, I, I went to just out of the yellow pages, you know, the days before we had Google, uh, yellow pages. And I found this trainer and I went to her class. I had no idea that she was quite revolutionary at all. And we trained with food and I never pulled on a collar. We never had leads on the dogs at all. And I didn't know that was odd. And so uh, we didn't do anything special, lie down, sit, walk with me, come with me. You know, real basic stuff, uh, about a 10-week puppy course. And I thought it was amazing. Um, And so she was trained and she would come back and and I just carried on doing that with her. It didn't work with the other two Jack Russells. They were way too far gone. They were typical farm Jack Russells and would go for literally ever when they went into the woods. Uh, But Tika was different. So I still had no idea that this was unusual because I hadn't been around um, shooting people with dogs. So I didn't know that, you know, maybe if you have a gun dog, you're going to train it with, you know, potentially with with some sort of aversive method. And so then off I went to France a couple of years later and on my own. And the Internet had just sort of really started to bloom and people were sharing stuff. And I was on a forum there were forums in those days no facebook and i met these people who were training with alex curland and i was like wow you can do that stuff with horses and yeah i was just fascinated so it went from there cut a very very long story short i played on my own i wasn't Massively invested in the stuff that Alex is doing. I mean, I think she's an incredible trainer and what an out there person, so early to have done that stuff. And I think she has changed a lot since those days. But, you know, there was quite a lot of posing and, and quite tense behavior. And so, uh, yeah, I fell in and out of love with it for a couple of years with my own horses. And then just, yeah, gradually by stealth brought it into my students' lives. Because up to then I'd been training classical dressage and hadn't had anything to do with clicker training. So, yeah, that's how I started, really, just with my own horses having to play with it and thinking this is great. And then the next week thinking this is pretty awful and <laughs> trying to, you know, just get it together
2: somehow. So, Trudy, I'm really interested in that, what you've just said, falling out and in love, back in love with it. because we know that a lot of our listeners and our patrons this is something where they really struggle and I meet a lot of people that kind of I feel unless they have the support and community and like-minded people around can fall out of it was that your experience or yeah I think how oh, people nowadays are
1: I think so lucky there is so much more out there there's a lot of reading material a lot of videos or a lot of people doing it there's lots of groups on Facebook and stuff but almost I think it's it's a it's a great thing that there's all that there but where do you go it's very hard to know which to choose and bizarrely the positive community is not always that positive as a community I find that really distressing it's quite a sad thing Um, and so I've kept myself very much to myself I don't tend to belong to big groups of, of positive trainers and I've I found it, it's a bit easier to forge my own way without treading on people's toes but on the other hand I totally get it if you start it and then your horse starts eating your pockets I when I was still in France I went to this lady's and she literally had had her pockets ripped off her jacket she'd been to one little cl- clinic and, uh, and and came away with just a target and touching the target and didn't know where to go and her horse was getting quite hating labels but aggressive we know what that looks like you know biting and and yeah every time she tried to get into the field with him and um, you know he was just attacking her jacket and she, he literally had ripped the pockets off it so if you're that person yeah I think it's really really hard and I think you would fall out of it love with it
2: really quickly and it's really difficult as a trainer to ensure that that doesn't happen because you go for a session you go through the basics. But I find when I go to a client, I then send an email that's like so long <laughs> with I'm just like I need to give you all this information and, and I'm really interested in how you you navigate that obviously you do your courses which are fantastic but not everybody signs up to them to start no. off with I presume so no
1: no it's it can be quite hard and a lot of people come to me who have been elsewhere I don't mean to other trainers necessarily but they've bought the book or they've watched the videos and they're kind of I don't know why my horse is doing this And when you see what they're doing, it's not that the book they're following is wrong. It's the fact that they're interpreting
2: it differently. (laughs) Yes, yes. What a good point, because I have to say, so this journey has been really interesting with Rum. And since you've come on board, it has changed. Like it's been a complete game changer because, you know, I have my training that I have learned myself, I've learned from other people, but you know, as we know, there's no kind of solid, you can go to this place and train and qualify and da da da. You, it's kind of like having to figure it out for yourself. And, and I've made many, many, many mistakes in my, in my yeah. life. And you coming into Rum's training has changed, It's so much, because even though, you know, me and Becky always talk about relaxation, the importance of relaxation and all this stuff. Actually, now I realize that Ron wasn't as relaxed as as we thought. (laughs) Yeah, that's hard for
1: people. Yeah, thank you. That's really sweet of you. But I, I think that people find that really hard to understand that that massive animal shouldn't be like a dog. When I train my dog, I don't mind her bouncing a little bit I mean I'm still looking for it and I'd probably be fussier than most people even in dog training Uh, but you know I'm still looking for that calmness but different in a horse you know when I see people training um, that I won't mention names but there's a particular style of training where there's a lot of movement and a lot of high energy movement and the horses are very sort of stompy and I, I just worries me it might be okay with a, a mini but once you start looking at somebody rum size I mean if he was doing that with Becky well he'd take you out if you you know yeah. <laughs> if you were at the front be, and, hey, yeah so <laughs> I think that's what for me that's when it, it becomes really really hard and I see a lot of horses going through extinction which we know about and I'm I'm to guess you've talked about it a lot on the podcast and I've certainly talked about it online but you know I- extinction is painful it's painful to watch and so for me to watch somebody's video when they say help what can I do or I go and see them and and the horse is like screaming at them and you know Ron wasn't like that Ron was just above that threshold of you know oh I can deal with this in a calm way he wasn't unpleasant with it and he he wasn't going through any sort of turmoil he was just offering lots of behaviors that just needed kind of turning down a little bit so that he could you know get some stimulus control over some of it but yeah I mean you'd already done such a fantastic job in getting all that because I can always just say to Becky oh you know put something, I don't know, put a face touch in or, you know, hip, and it's really handy to have all those behaviors trained. And now he knows them and he can just take them a little more calmly. So, so I think, yeah, that's why for me, the detail, the Dempsey is in the detail, definitely, because it, you can weed out those little things quite early and get a much calmer horse and
2: it's so much nicer. So what you that first session when, and me and Nick Nick came along, um, was just what you see <laughs> it was like, Oh my God, what? didn't <laughs> I didn't see that. It's like you have these superhuman eyes <laughs> that see the the most simplistic of stuff. And I think what I've really taken from you and um from what Becky's told me about your training because I haven't been able to get to one, um it is the simplicity and, you know, how we're giving cues all the time by what we're doing and and, and how much that affects the training. It's really, for me, from um, a development point of view, it's something that now I'm bringing in more and more because I can just see the benefit of having that calm, clear, clarity, connection, Without this kind, of like, but I can do that as well, and I can do this, and it, you know, it gets all exciting. But actually, we're working where they can be really learning as well, because you know they're not near threshold, so they've not got all those kind of physiological processes <coughs> happening. So yeah, it's um, it's been real eye opener for me, actually. I must say, it's been it's been really enjoyable. And Becky, because Becky, what has your experience been? Because obviously, me and Trudy are very different in training.
0: Yeah, you are, my internet is a bit dodgy, so um, just bear with me, but you are very different. Um, And and in, in so important in so many ways that I have you both too. So it's been, I've really, I love every session I have with Trudy and I love every session I have with Kate. I love every session I have with Rum. Sometimes I get frustrated. I've worked really hard on that and that has been a real journey for me and I think that um, you Kate you've always tried to bring me to try and say don't be so goal focused don't be you know don't think about that let's take it in bite-sized chunks and Trudy will say this is information you're collecting data and those those bits of those little nuggets really are so important and I think that it's yeah I've loved the training and I absolutely love working with Rum, but I am a very busy person. Kate's a very busy person and Rum was becoming a very busy horse. And we needed that not to happen. He's five years old, he's 16 hands, you know, he's big boy. And I think it was just about going, do you know what we, and you know we had a lot of dropping too. We need to strip this back. We've got so many behaviors that he can do, but, Uh, have we got stimulus control does he understand what is the actual cue because those are the kind of I'm going to swear head fucks that Trudy will put you in you know it's like so you my walk on was a heightened walk on and a leg would come out my hand would come out and Trudy was like okay that's great but what what is walk on is it the walk on is it the hand is it the leg what what is walk on So let's strip this down and actually find out what that cue means to Rum. What do you want the cue to be? Do you want it to be the funny leg? Do you want it to be the funny arm? Do you want it to be walk on verbal? Because ultimately, you have to help Rum understand what that cue means. So what are you teaching him? And it's all that busyness about us. And I think as humans, we do, we, because we don't rely on, our senses as much, or maybe we rely too much on our verbal. We rely too much on our verbal, basically, I think. And then we expect these horses and our dogs to learn the verbal too, which is completely unfair, but they're taking in so much other stuff. They're taking in all our body, they're taking in our movement, they're taking in our energy, they're taking in our mood. They've then got the environment to learn with. And then when they don't get it right, we get frustrated. And, and that's, I think, been the massive eye opener that we're collecting data every every encounter every session is about collecting data and information whether whether i deem it good better than the last one I, I kind of don't even see it like that anymore and i think that that has revolutionized my training more than anything is that we're collecting data and that is yeah that's the nitty gritty and that helps with the clarity Oh, I mean you have definitely changed you you will now say
1: oh that's I'll just take that as information and I'm like yeah <laughs> which is you know that's a massive bonus I, I always say to people I don't want you to be me I, I never want people to be me I want them to be the best them that they can be because right. they're not going to have me there all the time so you know it's a process you go through being supportive And then you're letting people go. And if you notice, right from the start, I don't walk in and say, can I do that? Very, very, very occasionally. Now, that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes a a horse will need, well, no. sometimes a human will need to see that their horse can do it with me to have the confidence to carry on. So occasionally I will work with a horse. Sometimes I have clients' horses that I work with constantly and they don't do anything clicker training with them at all Uh, but normally i do what i did with rum which was stand back and i always i don't have a relationship with rum and that's good because Not that I don't want one. He's gorgeous. He's he's the loveliest horse to be around. But for me, it's much easier if I'm behind you to the side of you in front of you. Just, you know, I can scan and pick things up. And I always say to you, Becky, that I am your plan. When I'm there, you almost don't have to have a plan. And I'm mad keen on planning, obviously. But, um, you know, when I'm there, I'm the thought process for you but i'm not the i'm not there to take over i'm not there to say no no do it like this do it like that and you know, i think most people that have sessions with me would say the same that i don't actually get in and and it's hard i want to you know, I really want to train horses it's what I love doing any animal I don't care really whether it's a horse or a dog or a cat or, or chicken or whatever it is I love training animals it's it's that data collection and then informing yourself but you know it took me probably years to get there but I, I started with classical dressage because that's what I did you, you know you're looking all the time you're looking at movements but um, years ago I trained as a dressage judge I didn't ever judge because we moved to France but having that ability to watch a horse physically you start to have an awareness then for like clicker training positive reinforcement training whatever training you're doing you start to see cause and effect and when you start digging down and thinking now why is that happening so for me although people would say oh I think dressage has nothing to do with behavior and being a behavior consultant I think it's got lots to do with it because a I probably over my time watched and gave feedback on I give up how many thousands of different people and trying to give them a little word of hope and encouragement to carry on and go back the next month and enter again and yeah I think that's that that kind of hones your eye and makes you um you know skilled in in looking looking for the cause rather than just looking at the picture you know when people go oh look at that horse doesn't he's dancing he's beautiful i wish that's what i saw i can't i mean i even you you guys probably do this as well becky because you're into you know the body work side of things and kate because you know of people riding I walk down the high street following people and I can tell you whether they'll sit left or right. I can tell you whether they're going to have stiff hips. I can tell you whether their legs can drape around the horse and I can pick out people, unlikely people who would look good on a horse. And they invariably would be because you just can't unsee it. You know, once you've started to look for those things, it's really hard To unsee it, Um, so for me, yeah, I think that that's why I'm so keen on the detail because I see so many people just whitewash over their training and put a fluffy video on Facebook. And yeah, we all want to be the best. I don't get me wrong. I'm not going to share any. We've already sworn, haven't we? I'm not going to share any shit. So you know, (laughs) basically, I'm gonna. Well, I say that when we do the courses, Susan and I are really, really keen to show some elements of you know we're all a work in progress because I think it's really important and you know Becky, you you did my course that doesn't have lectures um, online Becky that's really a sort of coaching support uh, mechanism but the one that has lectures it has practical lectures and you know the theory stuff and in the practicals they're not all perfect. They're not meant to be perfect. They're meant to show people what they'll have. Their horse might be getting in their pockets. They might be trying to do things that they're not happy with it and how to deal with it. So yeah, that's that's kind of why I love the detail and why I love helping people. And yeah, that's I, I, then I got into you know doing it um, through my own uh, business but now I work a lot with uh, Understand Horses which is where you did your course, Becky. Uh, which is Justine Harrison's brainchild, which I'm very, very proud to be part of because Justine is just incredible and uh, is is very knowledgeable, but she's also great at the business side, which is not me at all. I just like to do the training bit.
0: (laughs) Well, the the course was great and I I agree with you with the sharing your stuff because we don't tend to put the shit up because you don't want, you you know, it's opening yourself up. And also I, I was very honest on the course and admitted that I have deleted videos. I don't like <laughs> when the training hasn't gone, right. I've got, well, we'll just delete that one and uh, pretend that didn't happen. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, that's, that's, that's that's life isn't it that's what we do um and the the course let we'll talk a little bit about the course it was seven weeks wasn't it it Uh, it's it's eight weeks in total the the idea is
1: that the first two weeks are sort of planning it's loosely based around the bob bailey idea you know think plan do uh, or think plan train so the the idea was that everyone didn't rush in week one and go straight to training their their behavior that they there's, there's two planning videos that you watch about planning and motivation and then you start your training but you know, some people were ready to start training um, immediately which was fine too it's it yeah i try to make all the courses even though there's a group of people on there i i do try and make it as individual for each member as possible
0: Yeah, I mean, you get the personal coaching and you also get the general coaching. And then you have in the course that I did, you have the weekly Zooms and they were really lovely to touch base with everybody else. And you can watch everybody else's videos. I didn't have enough time to watch everybody. I dipped in on a few um, and and everybody's got different behaviours to work on, which is also really good because you're not regardless of whether we try not to be competitive or not I think the human species naturally is so we cannot you know no one can be me no one can be Trudy no one can be Kate no one can be Rum, no one can be you know but we still compare ourselves to everybody else and um, so this was good because everybody had their own behavior so you have your individual behavior you're working on that behavior every week we come together we talk about how we're getting on we talk about the setbacks we talk about the good points And then we talk about how we can all, well, you've already done your voiceover coaching for the videos, which is super. And our Patreons are getting to see my talkovers, which is really lovely. Um, Because I sent, the Patreons have already seen week one, I think it was, I put up, so I put, this was the video pre Trudy's talkover. And one of our patrons commented and said, Well, that looks pretty perfect to me. I look forward to Judy's talkover. And I went, Yeah, you wait. And then the next day, we will pull <laughs> that up. talkover. over. And it was, she was like, Whoa, that is attention to detail. And I was it's attention to detail. However, we have now ironed out so many issues because of that detail and I didn't even see it I didn't see it so it's there's it's so um worth doing it the courses and everyone on the course was lovely too and because you're not sharing behaviors there doesn't there's no competition and um it's it's just thinking outside the box and I think that's one of the biggest things about the training is trying to take the emotion away which is really hard when we're working with our own animals especially when there's lots of outside pressures if your horse is at livery, you've got added pe- pressures at, to, compared to when your horse is at home with you. If your horse is at home with you, but you've got friends that ride and you're not riding. And there's there's so many pressures. You can't pick up their feet. And it's like, why can't you pick up their feet? That's ridiculous. You know, you have all these outside pressures. And I think the course is really good because there's no judgmental. It's all about focusing on this behavior. You strip that behavior down right back to basics, And it's just week by week progress. So the good thing about that is also there is an end goal but the end goal isn't the focus the focus is very very clear just a few days it's just a few days and i like that too because and you're very quick getting the videos back so we send the videos in and within 24 hours genuinely you've critiqued them and you've sent them back so it's uh, it's a proper carrot versus stick for us <laughs> as well which is you know, it's positive reinforcement for us, isn't it? Yeah. To be able yeah, to join yeah. that club and 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 be a part of a group that we don't have to be in competition with. We know that we're gonna get critiqued. We know that we're gonna be asked questions that's gonna mess our heads up, but yeah. that's really good. Like, you know, can you work without the food bag? I mean, that was, I was like, really? Work without the food bag, but we do, uh, no. And then of course I can work without the food bag. And then, um, does, does Ram actually understand that cue? I was like, yeah, he, he does. I was like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and it's just all of those things. And so, and then, you know, talking about stimulus control, talking about, oh, well, everything that we covered. So it was, um, it's a really, really good course and you're really giving with your time. And I think that that is also lovely because I know some trainers aren't so giving with their time. And um, that's frustrating because when you've got a, you've got a video you you ask for like a five minute video um but if you've got a five minute video and you're showing good bad and ugly you I want you to critique the good bad and the ugly I don't want you to just critique the bad because then where's that where's that positively important for me you know I need you to see that there's good stuff which there is in every training session even if you don't think it's gone to plan there's always good stuff you can get out of it
1: yeah for sure and I think that's yeah it's hard and I not everybody loves me and I understand that and it's a hard world sometimes you know and I have had people who don't you know I I poke not in an um, I hope not in an unpleasant way so I'm never going to say oh don't do it like that that's ridiculous why are you doing it like that I'm going to say like you said do you think you could do it without the food bag what would what would what would it look like if we did it without the food bag Uh, now I've already gone I am actually you and Kate in my head I've gone to this place of excitement but I've just learned over the years to kind of keep it inside me a bit more because I know that mostly people think I'm bonkers if I get so excited but you know uh, I think it was the first one that I did understand horses I said I am actually Keith off I don't know whether you've ever watched um, Pottery Throwdown but the guy who's the judge cries they make a nice piece of pottery and he's welling up as he's trying to describe it. And I I feel like that, you know, when I'm when somebody puts in a video and they've made a difference, I'm like, oh, my goodness, that really is getting me. And I yeah, I, I love it. It's what I mean, what a job to do. But, yeah, some people haven't taken it as well. And I think it really it just depends. Sometimes you meet somebody at exactly the right moment. And sometimes you don't. And, you know, it's maybe another time we would meet that person and we'd be just perfect for each other. And, and so I'm a big believer that you just, you know, keep looking and, and keep finding the people. But, you know, I personally, I've found dog trainers to be incredible to train with. So I think a lot of my trainings come from dog trainers. And that's why the detail is there because they're just absolutely fanatical you don't get to be at Crufts doing you know the incredible things that they will do with um you know it's like dancing or moving to the music like Kay Lawrence and you know and people like Kay don't they they really really are going to give you exact feedback it's very calculated and clean and there's no I mean, I do think it's wonderful to start a sentence by saying what I loved was. But as soon as you say that, mm. you know, there's going to be a but. So mm. it's probably better to just say, you know, overall, yeah, it was, it was good. It was going in the right direction. I think we need to look at this and be honest, because that's how I found people have made a difference to my training by being honest and by and still you know I I still enjoy doing things I still uh I did a Hannah Brannigan thing earlier in the year and I just love it I love somebody digging in and and looking at the fine detail because it just yeah it's just what I I enjoy personally and I know some people say oh I can't be doing with all that I just want to ride my horse I just want to train my horse and I know that's not the case with you guys so you know I'm I'm in good company here but often I find that really hard and I'm sure Kate does because when you have clients that come to you and really all they want to do is ride
2: yeah so that's the like the the thing that I guess I um as my journey progresses it'll change but I I think that sometimes the people that I meet it's also because they're not in the best place in their life and that's usually because of where I work and the kind of the bit that I've come from um and so I I kind of don't want to lose them so I am a bit more careful about how I speak and what I say but I certainly think that this is an ever-changing thing I'm going to change all the time the way that I consult and the way that I am with people I've changed so much over the last like you know five ten years that I you know that's where I'm at now but that's because my business is in therapy mostly so you know it's gonna kind of overlap um and I kind of you know I want to want to keep up and I think if we can just get through this bit and get you on board then we can then we can start going in but I I find that I go in wanting to establish a really good relationship first Um, because I want that person to do the training because often it's off the back of a behavioural consult or something and that horse needs it and I know that they'll thrive from it. So it's, um, mm. but I, you know, I'm very early on in my career. So, you know, I'm still kind of like, you know, learning from all you lot and just kind of finding my way with it really. But um, okay. yeah, that's that's
0: kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I think, I think, and, go on Becky, sorry. I was I was going to say, I think it's a, a growth mindset. So I think that um, Kate, you've got a really good growth mindset. You mm. are dedicated to your your brain developing and evolving, and I think that that's you. Thr- you love it. You love it. You love learning, and a you bit love learning. It. Yeah, absolutely. You're a bit of a learning junkie, and um, I I do too. But I also want to get it right for RUM, and I think that I although I do get emotional, I do get frustrated, I do get pissed off, I do, you know, do have goals and all that all that stuff, I really want to source the right people to help me build and, and build this future for him and build resilience, build him to be the horse, the best he can be really and if that means that I have to tread on people's toes, if that means that I have to change the way I think, if that means that I have to mess with my head then so be it because he comes first and I'm good with that and I think that some sadly that's not always the case uh people are in different places with their animals i probably I've got so many animals (laughs) that I can kind of spread that out a bit I think when you just focus in on one or two then um it becomes so emotional and so in depth but when you have the sort of menagerie that we have and a busy lifestyle it's just like okay i need to get this right for him there's no time for me in this and uh, i think that that's been
1: um, yeah really important yeah i I think that's massive the having other species to work with i mean even if it's just your kids i honestly think that people if i say refer to my dog training And that's only that's not in a professional capacity. It's what I do every single day, at least once, if not twice a day, I'll do some dog training. Um, But I do it because it keeps my mind on the job. And people are like, Oh, yeah, but that's not horses. (gasps) Oh, my goodness, horse people get in the dog world. They are the most there are some incredible trainers out there. And they're trying to make the science, you know, sort of bite size for their clients and I know that's something that, that Kate does as well is to try and get these concepts over in a way that feels really easy for the client to pick up but then the problem is sometimes and this takes us back a bit full circle Kate to what you were saying earlier but how do we make sure that those people don't run off with that limited amount of information you know yeah, if I, I did yeah <laughs>
0: I yeah that person <laughs>
1: yeah no for sure I mean I think that that's probably what I did but there was very little information out there so I relied on my horses what I do love is that I can pull a video out from 12 13 years ago and uh it's horrible quality video because you know it was my little in those days we had cameras girls cameras (laughs) Who thought not Not a phone i had my little camera perched on my fence post i used to call it fence post productions (laughs) (laughs) and so the quality is absolutely dire but you know the techniques basically the the can you stand there while i move away from you move close to you stand at your shoulder stand at your tail all that stuff it's not really changed massively some of the other things you know I've become massively keen on you know less error learning and trying to provide the answer for the horse so that they can fall over it and I get very frustrated when I keep seeing people the absolute polar opposite of that that, that kind of just work it out you know get on with it work it out you you can find the answer and you know it's interesting sometimes I'll say to you Becky with rum oh Yeah, just give him a moment and it is only a moment, but don't give him loads of time to go off into a massive extinction burst and panic and offer you 10 behaviors. You know, he's allowed one tiny gap to see if he can find the answer. And if he can't, then we're straight in with either, okay, give him a behavior that he can work with or, you know, we'll have a break for a while and we'll come back to it. So yeah, those are the ways that I think I've changed. But how do we stop people running with the ball from day one, you know, two, two days into the book and they're like, yeah, okay, I've done that, got that, got that t-shirt. Oh no, it didn't work Yeah, <laughs> that's, and that's it and it's tough. It's really tough and I do wonder because you know, I know lovely people like you who are already doing it. I've got clients who come to me who've tried it or haven't tried it but want to but they're very specific types of people. They're very open-minded, they have had a journey that journey word but you know it is true it, it, it is a journey that you're on with their horses and then when I see people on the dressage forums you know after all the bling and the sparkly stuff and and I think oh is so hard to see how do these two worlds ever come close I'm not suggesting they're going to completely ever overlap but how do they come just a little bit closer because I think sometimes those people just block us out completely so if I go on a behavior consultation with somebody that's you know a dressage rider or a show jumper they're going to say I can't load my horse load my horse okay bye yeah
2: that's it they,
1: they don't want to know about positive reinforcement so I teach them to use a target and then that's it off we go they they carry on loading and that that is frustrating but like UK I think there's you get your toe in the door that time and then increasingly I find people will then suggest me to somebody else though that I might have only opened the door for loading or picking feet up or something like that and then they ask me to see a friend or you know so it does happen but I'm too old you guys you know you can take it on you can carry the baton into the future when I'm retired because you know it certainly is going to be a long haul I can't you know So that's what I wanted
2: to ask you, Trudy. You know, what do you think the future holds for positive reinforcement, for, you know, kind of more natural management techniques for horses, you know, all that kind of stuff? Do you feel optimistic about it? Or Mm. if I'm absolutely honest, I
1: don't feel massively optimistic. I wish I did. I surround myself with people like you. You know, Mm. (laughs) you can get a false positive let's say on that one, because you think this is the world, this is my world. And same with dog trainers. Since I started training that puppy, I have never been around correction trainers. Never, ever, ever. I've never been to a competition. I've never seen a dog. or you know i I see people walking their dogs and having a problem but but i don't see anyone out and out you know training their horse for their dog for competition and be using corrections in any way but they're there just because i don't see them i i shield myself from all that stuff and i think it's the same in the horse world and i think more and more we need to get out there because there are so few people that actually crossover and that's why I love Justine because Justine has worked with you know a lot more of the professional riders and I think that's really important even though they wouldn't say oh can you tell me a bit more not yet but in time I think it's it will filter through and the better education that people have and I know that's why she wanted to start understand horses was just to give quality
2: because what how do you know you're getting the right thing well you you go you don't no. believe in this in this. There's no regulation. There's 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 nothing which is quite um, is quite worrying because you know <clears throat> even though I have got things wrong over the years, I always strive to to then learn and not do it again. And you know that's just my like that's just the way it is. Um, but you know it would be really great if someone just went okay. So this is the place you go to you learn everything and you know it's it's delivered in different ways so that people you get the buy-in from everybody so it's just not a one-size-fits-all and you know and I also think there's also a need for some flagship horses as well to be really out there for people to start changing their mindsets Mm -hmm. as well though you know we need those those competition horses and those amazing horses that have been trained that way as well and kept you know in a way that's that's Mm -hmm. know much better for them and suited to their suited to them and not us so yeah
1: i think the problem is that at the beginning we're going to need people that bolt it on you are not going to find any competition rider with the amount of money it costs to compete they're there for a reason it's not a reason i'd want to be there you know I, i became wanted to become a dressage judge because I thought it was all upside down and that you know the way that horses were ridden was bad and you know fundamentally the rule book is fine it's just the way everything is applied and we've just taken it to the extreme you know like the Arab horses with the over-dished faces that have been bred for showing you know that's not how Arabs are meant to look dressage horses were never meant to be these massive big warm bloods with huge long necks that have been overbending uh, you know it's, it's just got out of hand because of that
2: the man-made desire but from even from children right so children you look at a children's toy of a horse and the the tail is really high the head carriage is really high it's kind of all up here and I, I went to um I went to, where did I go to? It was some castle or something. They had this art exhibit on. And I took this photo and it's like this horse being, and this horse, it was like frothing at the mouth. It was like, but these photos are so normal to us on the front of the magazines. It is, we've been conditioned to think that that's what horses should look like. And that's, you know, part of the battle, isn't it? Actually going, hang on a minute. (laughs) Yeah, and- and animals do you know that are cool and happy and yet they're frothing at the mouth and you know all the other stuff that goes along with it
1: yeah no for sure I, I had the conversation and I have it regularly with my husband yeah this morning what if there was a button on the wall and your horse could press it and say I don't want to come to the mountain block today and he said but there is. and I said, yeah, I know. I know. You're not here. P- play the game. You're a dressage yeah. rider. I'm trying to sell you this idea. So, so would you like it if there was a button that your horse could press on the wall and say, no, actually, I don't want to be ridden today because I, I you know, just don't feel like it. Would you would that be great or would you hate it? And I'd love to know the answer. I might get brave and pose that question in the British Dressage Forum, but you know they'll all say, "Oh yeah, I love my horse. I wouldn't want him to be ridden if it." Uh, yeah. What well, if you had a competition on Saturday and it was your last chance to practice before your competition? Yeah. You know, um, there is a button on the wall. It's called behaviour, and it, it's, so true. it's so easy. To, to know that your horse is telling you these things but and you know I'm sure I was part of it I mean we used to go out competing I, my husband used to do show jumping only amateur and um, and I would go to dressage and yeah we've both been around that scene to know how much people just on an amateur level are really keen <laughs> they really want to do it yeah
2: we um, actually recently stopped holding competitions because it no longer kind of sat well with our ethos. Because um, I used to be one, of, I used to have to sort out all the events back in the day and, and I couldn't even watch, I, you know, with the kids show jumping and stuff. It was so sad to watch it and horrendous and, and, and horrible. It's just, is it, and I also think if the horses could verbalize, so if they could say, ow, no, <laughs> or make, you know, do something that a dog does when you do something yeah. that hurts them. This would be a whole different story, right? Because you'd be going around with a horse that's like, oh, 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 like all the time. You would stop. But I think mm-hmm. because there's, is it cognitive dissonance, I guess, am yeah. I using that in the right context? Yeah, because yeah. there's no consequence, is there, to our actions. So that's also a massive part of it, I think, as well.
1: Hmm. Oh, definitely. If you went to most dressage competitions, if you honestly ask the riders, I I mean, not every horse is lame, but there are so many lame horses and they might use the words unsound, unlevel, bit wonky. But, you know, Becky knows that these are things that are have got fundamental issues. There's something underneath that is stopping that horse moving correctly. And yeah, it might not be the end of the world. I don't move perfectly anymore. And I certainly don't want to be you know, retired off just yet. But does that mean that that horse should be pushed to a, to travel for two hours on a lorry and then get off and compete the other end? So, yeah, I think it is very hard. And I think there's a lot of money invested in your horse, even if you do love them a lot. You, There the feels like there's this payback. You know, I, I go to work... Hey, <laughs> for them yeah and you do hear that you know I only want an hour out of him
2: yeah I that's just want I... a happy hacker that's all I want and your horse is actually really petrified because it hasn't been desensitized properly or something you know yeah yeah, I yeah.
1: And, and I think it's also tough that it's a bit like this with dogs you don't nobody buys a dog I certainly didn't have a dog when we were younger to train it I mean I love doing it now but that's because I enjoy the process it's not I don't want to do it's not about a competition it's about the process of learning that i find fascinating and it builds a great relationship with your animal but i do think most people take on a horse thinking it's nearly done already all i have to do is you know the 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 dressage horse that's already been to i don't know pre-saint george and is downgrading it'll be great well it won't It will have been petrified several times a month at competitions and it's just really hard so sorry that sounds really down you know i am optimistic because people are fantastic there are some wonderful people and we just need the cracks to open up that people take it further but i think we need to be braver those of us in the positive world need to be braver i need to be braver for sure because there's always that thought i could say something But actually, if I say something and I'm going to pee a load of people off and they won't even listen to me at all. So it is it's hard to find that balance to know whether I go in and say something or, you know, so I keep doing my bit like you you know do my podcast and I try and educate as much as I can without preaching. But it does seem like it's hard sometimes.
2: Yeah, I really, I really love that you, uh, I'm sorry, this it's not great that you feel that way. But it's really nice to hear someone else. Because kind of, I do that all the time. I'm like, I could say, if I say, oh, yeah, but there are people, I, you know, I might exclude some people. And I want everybody, I just want everybody to do this. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's really nice to to kind of feel that, you know, you with all your experience and stuff that you feel the same way it is it's hard. Yeah,
1: ultimately, it's a human business. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, working with horses is great. But actually, it's a human business. And if you can't get on with humans, and you know, I always feel like going to a consultation, is like acting, you know, the longest monologue ever, because you go to a complete stranger's property, you look at a completely strange horse, you have to find the place to begin with. And, you know, so there are so many skills involved in just turning up on the day yeah. and then you are the center of attention because that person needs answers and you're the person that they think has got them and you get home and it's well, you probably the same you know I don't drink anymore incredibly which I'd never thought I'd hear myself saying but I used to yeah definitely need a drink afterwards and I you yeah, know th- there are days when you think oh my goodness yeah. But on the other hand, it can be empowering because you think I've made I've made a change. I've made a change to that horse's life. Yeah. And and there and the, the the human to do with that horse as well. So it is, yeah, I'm sounding very bleak and like it's terrible, but we do need more good th- people out there.
2: But you are very inspirational to a lot of people. So um, you know, I know many people that have worked with you before and have only had the highest of Uh, remarks and stuff to say about you and I think you know you are doing that you're you're kind of you've got your fingers all in those pies and I feel like you know it's really good you're doing a fantastic job of spreading the word and you know being someone that has so much experience in the industry you know I feel really lucky that you're such a nice person to be able to talk to and are inclusive that's and that's what I like about this community is that yes there's the people that aren't but most of us have a common goal and it's not about competition, it's about how can we all reach this end goal together? And 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 that's what I really like. And I I, I appreciate you and everything that you have done in this community. Um, you oh. know, for myself. You... You're gonna I cry, guess. Judy, don't cry. No, it's really <laughs> sweet of you.
1: Thank you, darling. It's very nice. Um but I do think it's lovely to work together. I think that there is, there's not enough. Yeah, I go to uh, Hazel Heaton's place down in, in down, yes. it's not down, it's across in Norfolk. And it's so nice to be around people who are like-minded. It makes such a difference. And yeah, we can build together. And yeah, I am, I'm optimistic, but I'm not as optimistic in my lifetime that we will see the big changes in the competitive side of things, unfortunately, and things like horse racing, I think, you know, but but who knows, because change can suddenly happen. You know, if you think about um, gay rights in my lifetime, the changes have been absolutely incredible. And yeah, rightly so. So who knows, let's hope that, you know, there's still a long way to go, but you know, let's let's hope that we can. So yeah, I will keep plugging it.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're on a tip. We're on the we're on a um,
1: Becky, we're
0: kind of climbing that big hill and we're nearly at the top and then we get to the top and then it's like, wow, it's be amazing. But I think it's small changes. And I think it's about people, people having to realise that they have done stuff they shouldn't have done. And some of us are OK with admitting that. I've done things I shouldn't have done. I've always loved animals. I've been vegetarian since I was five. You know, I've never thought I've ever hurt an animal, but I clearly have. I've done things, I've put them in positions where I've flooded them. I've used extinction, I've used um, aversive methods, but not realizing it or not thinking that. And I think it's about rewiring us as a human species. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's not about us owning these animals, controlling these animals, making these animals do stuff to make us feel good. Once we get past that, then I think we're on to a winner. And that's going to take years. But I think, isn't it lovely that we're at the beginning of that? Even if it is like we don't get to see the end, we're at the beginning of it and we we can... have a part to play in it in our small way with the animals that are around us, even if we don't, you know, even if you guys don't conquer the world, <laughs> you've conquered <laughs> Rum's world, you know, and oh, you've conquered yeah. the conquest horses world. And you've yeah. conquered your dogs, Judy, and your clients. And that's what that's that, that's what matters. That's yeah. what matters. You know, that, that that's what matters to me is that um, Rum's future is good. Um, yeah. And I think that's so important. Um, Trudy, you have got loads going on. So you have your podcast, which is "Leader Horse to Water," which I think we should rename "Leader Humans." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably should um, have been. I got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's out on most. um
1: uh, Once a month, just about, yeah, and it's on most platforms, yeah, brilliant.
0: Yeah. And then um, you have obviously your courses with Understand Horses, yeah, that's... which I can rate as five star, and they are. Um, amazing for detail and just fine tuning and making you think and then you also have some stuff coming up really soon so this podcast will go out on the 30th of October and then is it the 5th and the 6th or the 7th and the 8th? It's
1: the 6th and the 7th of November. Yeah, and we have um, yeah a weekend workshop on uh, Facebook. Although it won't be on Facebook, it will be through Zoom meetings. But there is a, a Facebook group, and this one is called well, I'm you know because I'm so into the detail, uh, it's called Train Clean. So it's not about anti drugs or anything like that. It's just about. <laughs> Cleanliness and and clarity in your training so the first one we looked at the reinforcement loop and the importance of that and you know how we could have many different ones and how the reinforcement loop is just another behaviour etc and then at the end of that one when I asked people what they wanted to do next they said stimulus control which is massive so we're going to do some of it it's not going to be the whole done deal of stimulus control in one weekend but anyone thinks I'm mad Uh, but we're going to it's yeah lightheartedly called a give me a clue is that a cue uh, because we're going to look at people's there's homework where you get homework uh, will come out on saturday but you can join anytime you like up until the 6th so the homework comes out on the 30th um, the early bird rate is 34.99. It goes up a little bit afterwards, after this week, coming weekend. But if anybody that's listening would like a code to get the early bird rate, even when it's gone, because they've listened to the podcast, then okay. do, do get in touch um, and you can have it at the early bird rate, even if you buy it later, much closer to the day. So you get your homework. It will have um, three tasks to complete to have a look, to start to scratch the surface to see whether your cue is a cue or not. Becky knows all about that. And then we will share videos on Facebook. Some people might get a, a video feedback from me. It's very impromptu. It's not, you know, sort of meant to be meant to be learning in a fun environment rather so we all have a little laugh at each other and and learn together as well and then we start on the Saturday morning of the 6th and there's a zoom at 11 for an hour and a half where we'll look at some of the things that have come up in in people's homework and we'll move on to some other exercises So they'll have tasks to do over the weekend uh, my intrepid trainer friend, Sue Foster, will go off. Well, she would normally, apart from she's booked into her sister's wedding on the same weekend, but she forgot to tell me that when we booked the weekend. But she- <laughs> but she will be doing, she'll be doing some training for us. So with her horses, so we can look at that in the Facebook um, group as well. And then we have a roundup zoom on the Sunday evening. So people can come in and sort of say, Oh my God, that happened. I didn't realize that was my cue. And yeah, so I'm going to be doing a lot of slowing down the video. So we can actually see what people's cues are and uh, yeah, have a bit of, a lighthearted look at it, but also a lot of learning as well. So it's quite geeky. If you like the geeky stuff, come along and uh, and learn some stuff with us on the sixth or seventh. So you can get in touch with me, you know, Facebook or via my website. Um, I'm happy to sort the early bird rate out for you right up until the last minute if you want to do that. And the Understand Horses courses will start again in the new year, beginning with the um, one which is more it's got a lot more theory in the one than the one that you did, Becky, because I don't think you needed the theory. But that is improve your positive reinforcement. It's meant to be for people like we were saying with Kate, you know, that have gone, they've, they've taken the ball and run, but slightly in the wrong direction, and they want to, mm. to to sort of rejig. So the improve your positive reinforcement is meant to help them rejig and get them going forward. It's three specific behaviours that we train: uh, stand still and chill, um, movement and last targeting. There is no need to stick to that, absolutely. And everyone within it will be training something slightly different. And uh, yeah, again, it's, it's Zoom meetings and um, you know video feedback and lots and lots of information on that one. And there's new stuff coming out at Understand Horses next year as well. And I do have a couple of just standalone, what I call classes. So they you just watch them in your own time and, and there's no interaction at all. But I do love the interactive ones. That's, that's what I enjoy.
0: And and I'm going to say too, and I've said it many times on, on podcast that um, I'm very lucky to have Kate on my doorstep and you Trudy on my doorstep and Nick Nick also on my, and Maisie actually, I have a Mm. big team that support me and help me and I'm really, really lucky and I'm very privileged about that. And I get that, that I, 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 I'm really humble about that. And I thank you all because you are growing this amazing course for me together as a community. What I would say to people that get the book or watch the YouTube videos or join a club, that's all fantastic too. But if you cannot afford a Kate, a Trudy, a Maisie to come in and help you with your life, please go and do some of the online courses because they're so needed. If you are left alone in this training, it's—it's it's, the training is easy but complicated and it's not, it's not as easy as it looks. It, and I really value all the input that you guys have given me, and how you've made me think, and made me correct myself, and made me challenge everything. And I've loved that. And without having to tap into you personally, if, if people haven't got that, if they're you know we have patrons that are in you know in, in European countries that don't have coaches locally, um, but if they can tap into these courses, they're, they're getting the next best thing. And I really. Value them. They're, you know, I can't even remember how much I paid for the eight week course, but I would. Do, I remember I said to you, should I do it again? <laughs> should oh, I do another one? <laughs> one. You're like, no, you don't need to. <laughs> and. That's um, the gold star because she gets really competitive
2: in courses and she was so upset in the first session that her camera didn't work honestly I heard about it for a week it's just I just wanted to do really well we're both the same on courses we want to be like the best
0: oh I, it, I remember saying I remember saying to Kate there's somebody on there that knows more than me <laughs> Actually, it was it was difficult because
1: it was a really geeky one this time. I had three three girls in Australia, and I was getting up and doing a 7 a.m. Zoom on a Tuesday, and then the seven in the evening, 7:30 in the evening for most of the UK girls. And yeah, that Tuesdays have returned somewhat to normal now, but uh, that that was quite tricky. But they were super. I I I got my geek fix on this course. Sometimes you you don't, you know, and that that's great too because people are just learning. And that's fantastic. And there's always a range of people on them. And, and what I love is that people are quite supportive of each other. And, and we, some of the Zooms, you, get, you came up, Becky, with some brilliant ideas for people. Uh, and the, you know, we started conversations that we sort of carried on in different directions, that, which, which is lovely. I mean, it is nice to be part of a group without a doubt. And that is the lovely thing that we did down in Norfolk. And I wish there was somewhere here that I could do it in terms of having those sort of riding school ponies they're not riding school ponies anymore Hazel doesn't use them for that but you know they're all savvy with the clicker they're all fairly easy but have issues that are great for people to work with and and we just need more centers like that because then those people wouldn't have to go and try their own horses you know because what what we what you, green person green horse never a good idea. So you have a green person with a like they have the donkeys and the donkeys are so wonderful. These two beach donkeys from Great Yarmouth, you know, who are living out their days being stuffed full of food on training days. They they're just in their element. They love it. They love being the centre of attention and all the scratches and cuddles they get. And for somebody to learn with a donkey. It's just amazing. It's so much nicer than the, the fast pace that you often get with, with say, a rum. You've got to be 10 steps ahead of rum, haven't you? But Sorry, I went off on a the tangent then. But, yeah, we need we need centres where we I, there are. I think there are people thinking about it, but it's a brave step to take, I think, to to go for that rather than riding school, because I think kids want to ride and that's how it is.
2: Well, we'll just have to change that, Trudy, won't we?
1: Yeah, we will. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Definitely. Can I just say another little thank you, Becky, to your wonderful husband, Brian, who's been providing us with naked entertainment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of oh, I'm oh, sure I saw Trudy
2: laughing at one point and I couldn't oh, stop right. laughing. But you
0: didn't
2: think that he was <laughs> lying was like, I was trying to message you, go, Ryan's in the <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> He's always topless, Kate. He's yeah, I know topless. that. I know that. The Bayless men don't like to wear tops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Aww. it's been a super chat. And I think we could do another three or four, five or ten. So um, we'll stop there, I think, because we've been going on for a while. And my shopping's due between eight and nine. <laughs> so I need That's to get package. real so, life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, um, but it's been fab, and we will put this out um, this weekend. And um, yeah, I, I've been it's has been I've, it's been great working with a fantastic team. So thank you both of you for being part of my training. And my own development with um, everything I'm doing with my horse—it's—it's it's fab.
2: And for coming
0: on our podcast,
2: Judy. We're- yes, oh, so yeah, we're but, it. you know, that
1: now you now I've been on here, you have to come on mine. That's how it
2: works. Oh, <laughs> I, you might want to rethink that. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no. Look, I, if I can podcast with Suze, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. In fact, we could have the four of us, and I wouldn't have to say anything. You can just kind of <laughs> chat amongst yourselves. <laughs> Thanks. Stuff. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me anyway guys thank, it's you. Really thank lovely. you thank you, thank you. Bye. take care bye
0: bye bye if you'd like to make contact with either kate or myself you can contact us Via Facebook, we are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships, or you can check me out, Becky, on my website, www.littlegreenstables.com. We'd really like to make our podcast interactive, so if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, then that would be great. So send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channels. Thanks, bye bye. <music>